if you are not getting detailed blood work done, preferably every six months, but at least every year, you may be leaving one of the most valuable biohacks and ways of gaining an insight into what's going on inside of our body and our biology and the health thereof on the table. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out five or so very important markers and where you want to be on your blood test. And I'm going to share with you a way to get your next blood test 25% off. So the first is MCV or mean cell volume. This has to do with the size of our cells. Generally speaking, when we are more inflamed or older, we see the volume of cells go up. An MCV that is pretty healthy would be in the low 80s, like an 83, 84. And when we start getting into the high 90s, 96, 97, that correlates with uh, levels of in, high levels of inflammation in the body and accelerated cellular aging. The second is vitamin D, specifically from sunlight. We can all boost our vitamin D by taking high amounts of supplemental vitamin D, but to really get the the, the, the photonic energy that comes from the sun and all of the mitochondrial and, and um, thermoregulatory benefits thereof, you want to have your vitamin D between 50 and 70 or even higher, but getting it from sunlight rather than supplements. Now, if you can't get there because you're not willing to make the lifestyle changes, you're not in a position to for whatever reason, then you can use a high UVB tanning bed or in some cases supplementation in order to do so. The next is a marker for immune health, and this is your neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio. You want that to be about one to one. So if that neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio is off, it could be a sign that your immune system is struggling or at least in need of a little bit of help. Um, ALT is when it's elevated, it can be an early warning sign of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So we like to see our ALT under 24. And if it's too much higher than that, there are ways to take care of your liver via milk, thistle, coffee enemas, etc. The last couple, uh, high, sensitiv high sensitivity C-reactive protein or HSCRP. You want that under 0.5. For men, you want testosterone, preferably definitely over 600, but preferably over 800 nanograms per deciliter. You want your free testosterone, which is also uh, important, over 20 PG per ml. And you want your ferritin in that 60 to 80 range. Now, obviously, the testosterone and free testosterone doesn't apply to women, but just about all of the others do. And if you guys have not had blood work done in the past six months, the easiest way for you to do that and save 25% is by going to insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony. We've set up an awesome 25% discount for you. That's at I-N-S-I-D-E-T-R-A-C-K-E-R.com forward slash Anthony. I'm a big fan of their ultimate plan that comes with all of the bells and whistles. And what makes Inside Tracker really cool is they give you personalized recommendations for gut health, overall health, injury prevention and recovery, building endurance, lowering stress. And it's super simple. You basically, in a few steps, step one, you purchase your Inside Tracker plan by going to insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony. Uh, you get your blood draw. <clears throat> then you get your results and then you get your personalized recommendations and you have it all in one place. You can track your improvements over time. And if at some point in the future you decide you want to work with someone like myself, you'll already have uh, valuable data points that we can apply to give you even more personalized recommendations. So if you guys want to take advantage of that 25% off and get some of those insights into what's going on in your body and biology, go to insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony, select their ultimate plan or any of the offerings at the insidetracker.com forward slash Anthony website and enjoy. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. 
the Biohacking Secret Show. James Hugh, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Thank you for having me, man. Excited I'm to excited. Be here. I'm excited to chat with you, bro. You've got quite quite a story. MMA fighter turned acrobat. You live in a van, not down by the river, or maybe yeah. it is. <laughs> not living on the steady supply of government cheese. <laughs> <laughs> There's about five percent of our audience got that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and now you travel all over the world performing and teaching acro yoga. Uh, yeah. tell us a little bit of your story yeah. and your background and how you got here. So I teach acro, not acro yoga. Um, one of the things that I'm looking to do is almost like give uh, the, 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 like the, the practice of acro a bigger spectrum, a broader spectrum for everyone that like feels welcome to take part in it and everything. Um, I believe like, cause like with me, my personality, how I teach, how I train, how I perform doesn't really resemble yoga in any way. I'm much more of like an acrobat. I like to perform. I like to entertain. I like to like make people feel excited. Um, basically I started doing acro about like six or seven years ago. Um, I got into it after being a competitive MMA fighter slash kickboxer, jujitsu, all that kind of stuff for seven years, ended my combat sport career in a neck brace. Couldn't get hit anymore. Uh, went through a pretty deep, dark depression because of it for multiple years. But, um, on the other side of it, I came out so much better. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for how my life has turned out to this at this point. And yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today is overcoming obstacles and injuries and all of that shit that wants to hold you back. Yeah. Can I ask what happened that, that ended the MMA career? Was it a head kick? Uh, so I had funny enough, a, a bad chiropractor that as I, as I learned more about, um, like the people practicing, in my city, like chiropractic and physiotherapy, uh, people were almost referring to this guy as like the butcher of, of, <laughs> of the city. Like kind of like a lot of people were like, you know, I used to have a small problem and now it's a big problem. And now they're all seeking physiotherapy, obviously not going to say who it is, but, um, yeah. So I was going to him for a bad back that I kind of received from a different chiropractor and then was going to this guy and he's like, Oh, why don't I just like adjust your neck type of thing. And I'm like, can't see what, oh, that would be a problem, you know? And he starts adjusting my neck and then never have an issue with my neck. And then it starts turning into like, oh, my neck's kinked again today. I can't move, better go get an adjustment. And I was basically like about to turn professional. I was right at the like end of here. I'm going to put myself on, uh, do not disturb. So these notifications don't keep coming through. Sorry about that. All good. Good. That's not going to be an issue. So, um, I basically was, uh, what was I? You were, you were, you were basically getting punched in the face for a living, punching people in the face, dodging yeah. leg kicks and a chiropractor took you out is the one that took me out basically. <laughs> so I was getting to the point where, um, when my neck injury was at its worst, if you talk to me on like a Tuesday afternoon, you would think mm -hmm. that I was drunk. You know what I mean? Like I was slurring my words. I was stumbling around all my coordination, my strength guys in the gym that had no business touching me were like dominating me at that point. You know what I mean? And it got to the point where like, I couldn't get hit. I couldn't like grapple. I couldn't do anything without like severe debilitating pain and like, and my body just like falling apart on me. And I ended up yeah, please. Was it was it almost like he'd he jammed up your nervous system and like the the electricity between your brain and your spinal column and the rest of your nervous system wasn't flowing right or like what it felt like is like my C1 C2 were yeah. like not really connected in the right way anymore and I would literally like wake up with like my head kind of turned off to the side and when he would adjust me I swear I would feel it like swivel on top of itself and it was like I know the difference between getting your neck cracked and then something completely different. And it was at the point where it was something completely different, you know? Oh. And uh, we're even at a point where like, I like was using my parents' medical insurance at the time and it had run out. And he was like, you know, like, I believe in you so much with this. Like, I really want to see you do good. I'll start treating you for free just because I want to be a part of this progress and watching you turn professional and everything. And I'm just like a kid at the time being like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going in getting my neck adjusted five days a week. You know what I mean? Like, just like de totally dependent on it. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you're not making the connection as a kid being like, oh, like maybe this guy's the reason why my neck's falling apart. And, but he had a really good way of convincing me it was the fighting and, you know, like 
how could you argue that at the time, you know, like, of course my neck's getting hurt because I'm getting kicked in the head and punched in the head and my neck cranked and like all this kind of stuff, you know, it's one of the challenges with so many of these industries is that there, there are incredible chiropractors and there are yeah. quacks and it's yeah. hard to tell the difference at, at the surface. They look the same. Do you yeah. have any words of wisdom or advice that you would give someone that's like either getting chiropractic treatment or looking to get chiropractic treatment, like what to look for and what to run from? <laughs> uh, so like I I've come to a point in my, my life where like, if I'm going to get adjusted, it's going to be like once a month. You know what I mean? If, uh, if a chiropractor's first and like only treatment advice of you is to like, Oh, just come here. <laughs> Oh, good to go. See you later. Yeah. Like, I feel like that should almost be like the last, the last uh, thing that they, mm-hmm. they do. There should be a lot of other things. Like they should be testing about how you're moving. They should be yeah. testing like where your restrictions are and where your muscle imbalances are. Yeah. Where's like, where the, the, the muscles and tendons pulling things out of alignment. Where's the yeah. nervous system pulling things out of alignment, not just the skeletal system. Exactly. And like, I feel like that should be the first assessment. And really kind of understanding how you move rather than just being like, oh, I'll take away that pain really quickly because like taking away the pain isn't really what's fixing the problem, right? You should always be like goal oriented to the point where it's like, I'm here to resolve the issue, not to get rid of my pain. Because like when you resolve the issue, the pain goes away, but you can get rid of the pain momentarily, Mm -hmm. but not really resolve the issue. So I think having a chiropractor or any type of physical therapist who is looking to resolve the reason why you're there rather than just making you feel better is like the most important thing. For sure. For sure. Okay. So then you, you got involved with Cirque du Soleil and I did. Start, started getting into acro kind of tell us a little bit about that and where that fit into your journey. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm in my neck brace on my 21st birthday. Uh, I'm depressed as can be, you know, like I basically, I basically lost the only thing in my life that was worth waking up for in the morning. Um, like I was to the point where I, I swear I stopped seeing color and like tasting food and feeling any bit of happiness. Like every thought is a negative thought and was honestly close, like, like to contemplating suicide a lot because the only reason why I feel like I'm on earth is for this reason. And now that's gone. And, um, but then like, so two years after, like, I've kind of like opened up like a personal training business. I'm, I'm fine. I find myself pretty successful with it. You know, like I'm booked all day long, every day, like running my own business, not working at like a gym where they're taking commission, but like kind of paying mm-hmm. rent and then do my thing. For sure. And, um, then this like one girl came in one day and it's like, Hey, do you want to try acro? And I'm like, what's that? Show me. And then first day kind of like immediately kind of good at it because like, who knew that like, lifting people who aren't resisting you and punching you in the face is pretty easy. <laughs> you know, like, cause like from <laughs> MMA to this, like, and, yeah. uh, uh, kind of like start getting involved more and more in it. And then there's this like circus performing group in my city called sky society, who was, um, looking for a place to train. And since we had like really high ceilings and padded floors, they, we leased out space to them. And one day they were, they were like trying this trick and I was working, but I had like some space between clients. And they're like, Hey, do you mind spotting something? I'm like, what's that mean? And they're like, if this girl falls, make sure she doesn't hit the ground. And I'm like, I could do that. She eats shit, falls face first. I catch her, pull her up from the ground. And they're like, Oh, you're actually pretty good at this. And I'm like, you should like, they should like, you should try a little bit more at it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, you know, cause I'm coming from like this super hyper masculine sport where it's like, um, like, you know, like I'm, I'm still in that place in my head, even though it's been two years since I've been doing it. Yeah. And we're, I'm like it's running still my part of your identity. Of, yeah. I'm running it out of an MMA gym, you know, the MMA yeah. gym I used to compete out of. Yeah. And so I'm still there and, uh, like slowly, but surely they kind of keep convincing me and I get more and more curious about it. So at nighttime, you know, I wait till the guys leave, I close the curtain so nobody can see into the gym. I lock the door, you know, like, they're like, okay, I can practice now. And then slowly, the first just like, thing, the first rule of acro club is like, you do not let your club. MMA buddies find out that you're <laughs> yeah, an acro. Don't tell your MMA buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, um, started to fall in love with it when I was like, I think I was 24. I like remember talking to my buddy one night about traveling and I got like, we were drunk. And then right when I got home, I booked a one-way ticket to New Zealand and was like, I'm going to figure that out in the morning. Like, you know, like, don't think about it now, fall asleep. And in the morning, I kind of like realized I'm like, oh, 
I just did something where I'm going to have to sell my business and like move away. And I'm going to spend this whole next year traveling the world and trying to like learn acro from people all over the world and see what I can do with it. Nice. And kind of like didn't really dip my toes into the water, kind of like made the full jump all at once and decided to do it. And then the rest is history, man. Like I moved, I moved to California after like my backpacking trip around the world, you know, I was gone for eight months and then uh, came back, decided I couldn't live in my hometown anymore because there was nothing there for me. Went to Montreal, not going to work because it's cold. Went to Miami. Yeah. It wasn't for me either. Came to Los Angeles and Santa Monica. Like um, there's a place called Original Muscle Beach where the, the, like the movement or like the fitness movement, like boomed yeah. in like the 1930s, right? It's I've like gotten a couple first, workouts there. Yeah. It's like the first place like working out became cool. You know, like mm -hmm. everyone's seeing it on TV. Everyone's seeing like all the stuff going on there. And so the place has so much history. And I went there and like on any given Sunday, there's, 200 plus people doing acro on that little patch of green grass you know it's like 40 by 40 it's the size of a gymnastics mat and uh and it's like i felt completely in love with it i i um like i've always had american citizenship just without the paperwork because my my dad's american the yeah. day i got home i booked my passport appointment and then uh the day it came in in the mail I threw like a little bit of stuff in an old crappy broken down minivan that was so rusted. I could like get my key, slide it through the metal anywhere on the van I wanted to. Like if it got into an accident, it's going to explode into dust, yeah. you know? And um, I took what I thought I could carry on my back because I'm like, there's no way this thing's making it. Like I'm just going to get halfway. I'm going to break the VIN numbers, take the, take the license plate and then just go, you know, like, and um, it ended up making it, but I had nothing in there really. And I got to LA and I'm like, if there's anything I'm going to do, I'm going to make this dream work. Like no money, no place to live, no friends, no job, no like anything, you know? Yeah. And that's brave, uh, man. Yeah. It's courage but, and faith. You know, like I'm used to sleeping on the floor in hostels in Cambodia at this point, you know, like from yeah. the backpacking trip yeah. and I'm, I'm all in on the dream. And there's like days where I would go, like three days, four days without food. Uh, I've slept on the streets because like my van broke down, had to put the only money I had into fixing it. And then like, it's in the shop for two days and I have nowhere to go. So I'm asleep on the street. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and like, you know what, man, all 100% worth it. Heck yeah, man. I mean, I I'm, I'm seeing this pattern of immersion, you know, like you decided you wanted to get good at acro and you just, got rid of everything and, and dove all in. Like who did, where'd you go? Who'd you study with? Like, what was, what was your weekly routine? Like when during this period of like trying to get as good as possible, as, as quick as possible at acro. Uh, so like when I first got there, like money was the issue, you know what I mean? Like if I don't have any money to drive across town to get to a training space or to even like get a bag of rice to, to like try to get some calories in me, it was the issue, but I was turning down jobs because they're like, oh, okay, if you work here, you're gonna have to work on Sundays. And I'm like, I can't work on Sundays, the, the big green like jam days on Sundays. Like I'll work Saturdays every other day, just not Sunday. And they're like, it's not going to work out then, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm like homeless, but I'm like dressing up in a suit in my van, <laughs> like <laughs> walking into like Armani, trying to get a job at it, you know? Like yeah. they, they're like, you look great. I'm like, I'm homeless. Like, but I wouldn't say anything, but you know, like funny. Um, so I turned down jobs just to make sure that I could, I could train, you know, like it's the first priority. And I wasn't going to move out to Los Angeles to do something else that was going to sacrifice my goal. And, um, so I started just like basically sitting at the green every day and lifting whoever I could, you know what I mean? Anyone that came, came there, I would ask her, like, can I play with you guys? Do these things and slowly got better. And this uh, is, after, this is girls, guys, doesn't girls, matter. Guys, You'd be anyone. like, can I, can I lift, lift you yeah. That's the term for like doing acro with someone? Yeah. Make a goal of like a hundred people in a day. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. Like, okay. Yeah. Sit, sit out there for six and a half hours, nonstop every day, all day. Hard to do when you don't have any food or calories in your system, but <laughs> the passion keeps it alive. Yeah. Um, so I, I met this one girl named Leslie, um, on, on Instagram and she's like really, really talented, sent her a message. I'm like, Hey, I would love to train with you one day. And she's like, okay, cool. Like let's meet in a park, met her in a park, had like a great first training session and everything. Um, she basically like, after like the first training session, like we're meeting up at the second, she's like, Hey, I have this like opportunity. It's not really a big deal, but you might be interested in it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. What is it? Tell me. And she's like, 
if you want to go on America's Got Talent with this group called Acro Army, you could be, you can come on it with me and be my partner. And I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't seem like a small opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and so uh, I'm like, yes, 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 please. And so Acro Army was this group that had already performed in a season or competed in a season, but this was going to be for like um, a Christmas special. So it wasn't actually the, for the competition. It was like a paid gig to go on the, on, on the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. So I, I met like my first, like really like dedicated mentor slash coach at Acro Army named Arthur Davis. And Arthur Davis was um, like a two-time sports Acro world champion, like the best one to come out of the United States. You know what I mean? And uh, he basically like took me under his wing, started teaching me everything. Uh, I would basically like at that point I was making really good money finally. And like, like had clients really privileged lifestyle at the moment. Cause I finally got my feet on the ground and I gave it all up. Cause I'm like, I got to get rid of all my clients. Cause I can't, cause if I'm training them, I can't be training here. And I went back to like make, instead of making like 1500 or $2,000 a week, I was back to making like $200 a week. And I'm just mm-hmm. like grinding, hustling. And I'm like, it's worth it. Like money's not going to be, money's not going to make me happy, but like being successful at my dream is what I'm after. Mm-hmm. And so I performed with Acro Army in multiple gigs. It really developed me as an acrobat, as a performer, as an artist, um, everything like that. So I wouldn't have made it where I was without Arthur. And uh, and yeah, that was like the first taste of it. And that's the first way that I actually started to become like good at a professional level rather than just as an amateur, just trying to like do tricks, you know? Yeah. And so this is now you, we were talking a little bit offline, like you have another opportunity with America's Got Talent coming yeah. up and this is something different than what you just described. Yeah. So, uh, my, my, my group called positive impact movement, um, it's me and three other guys. It's me, Travis Brewer, Nathan Tuji, and Andreas Alparo. And, um, we have like a four man group that we call it. We're kind of like the acro boy band, you know, like <laughs> everyone's like super friendly, smiley, muscular good looking like you know what i mean like talented and um we're just like we we auditioned for the show can't say how it went because that is against the nda but (laughs) but um uh very happy with with what we put together and how we came together as a team and everyone's like like we all balance each other out in this really good way you know like uh, mm-hmm. We always talk about how we're like the four elements. Like my one buddy, uh, Travis, is air because he's like very floaty and always like head in the clouds. Nathan is is water because he's all bendy and liquidy and like knows how to move very well. Andreas is fire because he's Latino, spicy Mexican. And I'm earth because I'm the one that holds everyone and is like glued to the ground and putting 550 pounds of weight on me at the same time and carrying the team on my back. And um, so we're waiting to hear if we're going through um we don't know yet but yeah yeah i think things coming up potentially hopefully fingers crossed yeah yeah i mean okay so i want to talk a little bit about some of the pillars that that i believe are are components of a healthy lifestyle like a connection to the earth you know it's kind of funny that that you mentioned that tons of your videos you're you're on instagram at acro james and tons of your videos you know you're outside you're barefoot you're in the sun you're lifting one to a dozen people above your head (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes they're on like 30 foot stilts and all sorts of things like that um but it's also it's also community and being around other people and i think we're realizing as humans, how important that is. You know, I was, I I mentioned, I was just down in Sarasota with a doctor buddy and we were doing a heart opening ceremony on Saturday. And afterwards I was talking with uh, one of the women that was there and she was like, it's so good to be around other men. Usually I'm just around women and you know, it's different energy. And I'm like, it's just good to be around people, you know, face to face, no masks, smiling, giving each other hugs, that sort of thing. And, um, and, and lastly, it's like, you know, critical thinking and the ability to kind of live on your terms, decide mm-hmm. what you're passionate about. What, what, what is, what's your play? You know, where do you love spending time? How do you follow your bliss and, and carving out time for that? Not just as, you know, as I said, like the indiscriminate pursuit of more, more money, a bigger house, like this and that. And it seems like from 
my perspective that you've done a great job in those three areas, nature, community, and, you know, living on your own terms and, and carving out time for play. Um, is, is that something you can speak on a little bit more? Like what are some of your rules for life that have driven the conscious creation of your reality? Um, so like, I'll, I'll, I'll go with some of the points you brought up, like community is definitely like the thing that I feel like everyone needs the most, you know, like humans are, are social animals, whether it's your, a small group, a big group, um, but something to feel like you're a part of, and you're, you're going to directly be like the community you surround yourself with. So for me, community above everything, you know, like mm -hmm. I want to be around people who are, who are chasing their dreams. I want to be around people who celebrate each other's wins. I want to be like, I want to make sure everyone feels included. I want to take people that thought they can never do this thing and bring them into the family and like, be like, no, you're a part of this now. Like if you bring good intentions and good vibes, like you're here with us, you know, like, mm -hmm. and so that's going to be the one thing, because if you constantly stay inspired and feel like people have your back, like you can't accomplish big things by yourself. I don't care what people say, you know, if they're like, no, this was all me. It's a lie. A hundred percent of the time. You are around people who believe in you and support you and like sacrifice for you and with you. And like, you need that in your life. The next thing is being outside and being connected to the earth. Like with me, with like Acro, like most of the people that are in my industry all grew up in gyms. You know what I mean? Like with MMA, I grew up in a gym. Uh, but Acro is like the thing that I finally took outdoors and I can be outside for like eight hours a day in the sun doing Acro with my feet on the, and my feet on the grass, my feet in the mud, whatever, man. But like, just being out there in like with your community is the most special thing in the world for me anyway. And the more, like, I feel like it just adds so much to your life, you know, when you're just like, get the sun on your skin, fresh air around people, hugging people, feeling like that human connection, doing something that almost feels like primal in a way, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's so important. Yeah. Here's why friends don't let friends vaccinate. Fear does not stop death. It stops life and worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. The COVID quote unquote vaccine is not a vaccine. They've said it will take multiple doses and even then require continuous reinjection. That's a drug, not a vaccine. Add to that that this is the first ever mRNA vaccine, which Contrary to the propaganda websites and news outlets out there debunking the real risks, has the potential to change our genetic makeup, perhaps even making a legal case that humans who have received the vaccine have now been genetically modified, almost like a GMO. Let that sink in for a moment. And then you take into that, into consideration the fact that Multiple countries are showing dozens of adverse effects. Hank Aaron, the Major League Baseball star, died just within a, a week of getting the COVID vaccine. And there are many more cases, far too many to even name here. This is part of the reason that many of us have decided to be the change that we want to see in the world. And we are forming a regenerative, community-sufficient tribe living in harmony with nature in Western North Carolina. Here's a little bit of the community guidelines and manifesto for those of you guys that may be interested. It's going to be off-grid power. So each home is going to have their own power, either through propane, solar, hydroelectric, wood stoves, or some combination thereof. Uh, there's going to be no Wi-Fi or wireless electricity, but we will have wired internet connections that are faster and healthier. Uh, each parcel of land on the property, each home site is going to have uh, spring water for drinking, bathing, and gardening. We have a regenerative philosophy that we're bringing. So if, for example, we need to cut down five trees to put in a road, we're going to plant 10. Um, we believe that we are divine creators in the image of God and that the laws of God uh, belong above the laws of man. Um, we're going to encourage gardening, growing some or all of your own food. Many people don't realize this, but a family of four can be fed on just a quarter acre. 
Um, we're going to be connected to our local law enforcement, particularly the local sheriff. We're going to be attending um, meetings and lobbying for laws that uphold the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, our freedom, and the health and sustainability, I know that's a buzzword, uh, of, of Mother Nature. We're going to focus on the good, the true, and the beautiful. Um, our currency is going to be trading of goods and services, um, possibly silver, possibly gold, but not relying on, uh, you know, paper money that's not backed by anything and certainly headed for a crash. Or uh, the cryptocurrency, which is um, part of, you know, this sort of slavery system that they're kind of trying to usher the unsuspecting into. Uh, we believe our greatest assets are our community, our character, and our health. Family is wealth. Uh, no mask, no vax. There's going to be community homeschooling. Uh, it's critical that we teach our children as they are our future. So we're going to be big on practicing critical thinking, challenging convention, seeking wisdom, not information. There's going to be no usury, so no charging interest on any loaned money. And all of us are going to be looking to add value, leaving everyone in our community better than we found them. Um, if you're interested in learning more about how you could possibly be a part of this community, uh, you can go to biohackercoaching.com. I want to be forthright and respect your time. The minimum investment is a 25K donation that guarantees uh, a quarter acre plot of land. Uh, 75K guarantees uh, a full acre of land and 195K guarantees three acres of land. And our community is a beautiful mix of entrepreneurs, healers, yogis, health professionals, families, and individuals who value freedom, connection, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. Uh, this sounds funny, but after 2020, you got to say it. All religions except for Satanism and Luciferianism are valued and welcome. So it doesn't matter if you're Muslim, Christian, Jewish, as long as God's at the top, um, that's all that matters. So yeah. You can learn more about that and grab a time for us to talk at biohackercoaching.com. Just please make sure that, you know, the you're financially qualified. And if you would like to request, after you filled out your application, if you'd like to request that it is moved to the front of the line, you can text community VIP to 847-989-3743. I mean, when you went out to California, you were basically starting with no community and, right. and, and, you know, now you've built that. Is that a reflection of, of putting in those reps, you know, lifting a hundred people a day, mm -hmm. having all those interactions and like putting yourself yeah. out there where you're not sitting in your house or a van <laughs> or an apartment, you know, you're, you're at the park meeting people. And is, is there anything else that contributed to like building a community from nothing? Well, like the community had always been there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the community in Santa Monica has been a thing for, for decades. Yeah. Um, it's had its different generations of communities for sure. But like to go out there on a Sunday community, isn't just like a group of people, community is people that you start to rely on and trust and build connection with and everything. But like for me anyway, uh, the green was a place where like I needed everyone to feel included. I wanted to help pull, pull more people there at the same time make bigger events there and just make sure that like when someone comes on, like I always have the time of day for people. You know what I mean? I'm there for, first of all, I'm there for like my enjoyment because like when I feel inspired and have my cup full, I have more to give back to people. And that's been yeah. a lesson over the course of a very long time that I've learned the hard way multiple times, yeah. but to like, make sure that when somebody comes there and has the courage to like come up and ask me to do something with them, I make sure I, I like, I make eye contact. I engage. I talk to them about it. I do the trick with them. I celebrate their victories. And at the same time, if they're like struggling with something, I don't, I don't push it off on them and be like, Oh, obviously you're not ready for this. It's like, it's more about like, if you stay patient with somebody's process, they're more likely to stay patient with their own process. And yeah. at the end of the day, like I know how intimidating sometimes it was for me to go up to like high level professionals and say like, Hey, can I try this thing with you? And for them to say yes. And give me that, that chance. Like that's something that I've wanted to replicate for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't have gotten there without the people that could have said no to me to actually give me the chance and, and like learn from them and learn like with them. Um, I wouldn't have had that. So like 
I want to give that back to everyone. I want to like mm-hmm. believe in people. I want to, even if it's just someone saying yes to acro for the first time, and that's a huge step forward in their life. Like mm-hmm. that's something I want to be a part of. And I want to, I want to inf- like encourage. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, let's talk about that. So for people listening who either have had a desire to get into acro or are just now starting to get interested in acro and want to make it a part of like the way that they move their body on, on a weekly basis, you've done so much and tried so many different things. If you were to sort of condense down and distill it to some of the key practices, stuff that you can do on your own and stuff you can do if you have people that are willing to let you lift them, you know, yeah. any other advice that you have, James, like, what can you, what can you share with us? And, and this is a blueprint that I'm personally going to take and start integrating into my routine. So tell us what to do. Cool, man. That makes me excited. Uh, so first thing, the hardest part about acro is starting. Starting is going to be the hardest thing that you do in the world because you look at it and you kind of go like that shit that shit crazy like i'm not gonna fucking try i'm gonna fall and get hurt you're not like taking a measured step forward and just being like uh, no matter what i'm just gonna give this one try today i'm gonna do something that's safe with somebody that's like encouraging towards me and once you do that you're hooked that's the only thing that you have to do after that like I understand for some people, it's hard to find community and it's hard to find people doing it. So here's a way that I find people all over the world. And it's like my tried and true practice. You're going to go to Facebook. You're mm-hmm. going to type in your city with acro or acro yoga beside it. Uh, if you live in a big city, that's going to be easy to find because there's about an acro group for everywhere on earth. Um, if you don't find the group, search the next biggest city like closest to you. You know, I guarantee mm-hmm. you find one. Um, on that page, you're going to click join. They're probably going to ask you some prerequisite questions. Like, like, do you agree that this is a, like, a, like a no hate space and all that kind of like, you know, the Acros community is pretty consistent with like, Hey, you better be here to respect each other and talk to each other kindly and like, com- like contribute to the community. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like answer all those questions and it's going to be good. And then from there, you can just type, Hey, I'm brand new to this. Is there an Acro jam somewhere close to me? <clears throat> and you'll probably get like 10 responses. If the community is a little bit like, um, like a little offline. If you go to members, you'll see the button that says admin and moderators. There'll mm-hmm. be usually a certain amount of people in there that are considered like community leaders, right? They mm-hmm. want, they're like people that help put together events. Add one, directly message them, be like, hey, I'm new to this. I would really love the opportunity to try out Acro for the first time. Whether it's a jam or a class they push towards you, like whatever way it goes, like just try it. Like you won't regret it. And it's going to be the best thing you do with your life. Trust me, like it changed my life. Like it could change so many people's lives. Like you're going to get community. You're going to get a way to believe in yourself. You're going to get a way to like build better communication, build more trust, build like so many like key elements about like what we seek with other people. Like what really makes us feel like enriched when we, when we hang out with certain types of people, that's what the acro community embodies but we're doing it in a way of just doing acro, right? But acro isn't the thing we're learning. We're learning all these other things that maybe acro is just the gateway to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I dig it. So basically just get on Facebook, search your city plus acro or your city plus acro yoga, which is a term you're not a huge fan of, but, <laughs> but it's vernacular that people are using. Join yep. those, reach out to some of the moderators and just find out where the acro gym is closest to you and and go like that's the best piece of advice for getting started it's not like doing bridges or some sort of exercise in your house by yourself Mm -hmm. it's find a gym and get your butt to the gym yeah because you can be the most in shape person in the world and you can think that you can keep needing to get stronger but the person who has like a tenth of your athletic ability or flexibility or strength that just decided to go to the, the jam or the class is now ahead of you. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's all you need to do for your first time. As long as you show up with like positive intentions, look to be respectful, like being intentional with how you're putting your hands on people. Because a lot of like, you know, like the only thing that gets wiped out from the community are creeps, you know, yeah. like community can immediately identify a creep and will get <laughs> rid of the creep. And I will, gladly be someone who gets rid of the creep to protect my community you know like how do you you identify a creep what are some of the telltale signs of a creep um someone who doesn't understand how to take no for an answer right like always pushing putting hands on people in weird like un un like unwanted ways um 
someone who is like looking to achieve something else from their acro practice, whether it's like usually like getting in contact with females in the community and want to like use that as a different way to meet people like as a date, like that's a creep. Like if you go to these things with the intention of being like part of the community to contribute to the environment, like the positive environment to like be there to learn, that's going to be something that's going to get you infinitely further than going there and just like being a fucking creep, you know, like don't be a creep. Yeah, man. It's one of the, one of the philosophies that I try to live by. And that a a friend said to me probably a decade plus ago was like, people, people forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And like just being aware of like the, the emotional and energetic impact that you're having on people and steering that towards the positive always. And like being aware, like, even if you're not intentionally doing something that is, is bad or to make someone uncomfortable, if you're making someone uncomfortable, respect that, you know what I mean? And like, whatever. Okay. So that's great. Um, last couple of questions. Cause this is, this is awesome. And I got to get on Facebook and find one of these <laughs> acro gyms near me. Um, let's talk a little bit about your van, man. Cause the, uh, the, 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 the doc buddy of mine that I was down in Florida visiting, like we were chatting about this and I've got a, I've got a Jeep and for a while, like, you know, I thought I wanted to get a sports car or something like that, but like we're moving to the mountains, North Carolina. And I'm like, what makes a lot more sense is getting a van and tricking it out so I could live in that and kind of travel and that be my way to get around the U S and maybe Mexico and Canada and stuff. So what have you got going on there? How'd you build it? You know, what advice do you have for people that have looking, been looking at transition into van life? <laughs> so this is my, my Ford transit three fifty. Um, it used to be a passenger van. So there's 15 seats in here before now there's three, there's two in the front and one right here. So I can fit an extra person just in case going across borders and someone needs a a seatbelt or something. Um, I completely gutted it out. I built everything in it. So there's electricity because I have solar panels. There's a fridge, there's a stove, there's running water, there's places to sleep, closet, dressers, storage space. There's a roof rack on top because one of my favorite things to do is sit on my roof and watch the sunset, whether it's at the beach or in the mountains. Um, But yeah, man, it's been my ultimate pass to freedom because in Los Angeles, I don't know if you've heard, rent prices are fucking horrendous. So yeah. even, uh, with, like, even with a bunch of people fleeing California, they're still high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, like with, with this, it became like a way for me to like not work so much to afford rent. It yeah. was just like, a, like I paid for it with cash got and like kind of like really decked it out myself, but you don't need like a fancy van. You just get something small, make it like something that you feel comfortable in. Honestly, have you ever been to like a, um, a capsule hotel in, in Japan? Uh-uh. So I've, been to, I've been to Japan, but never a capsule hotel. So a capsule hotel kind of feels like, um, like, you know what a honeycomb looks like? Yeah. With like yeah. the little slots that go in. So instead of paying something ridiculous in Japan, like say like a hundred dollars a night, you can go and pay $20 a night for a capsule hotel. Okay. And it kind of feels like you're in this like nice, like comfy cocoon. And that's yeah. kind of like what this feels like. Um, Sure. There's times where you're like, I could use a little bit more room, but the outside is right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so and, and having a smaller space probably encourages you to spend a lot more time outside. Oh, so much more time. Like anytime you just want to get out and do something, you can yeah. so like for me, I park wherever I want to be in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wake up there in the morning. So normally I'm parking near the beach. So I wake up, first thing I do is walk down to like the beach, get my feet in the sand. Like maybe if I'm feeling it, if it's not too cold out, like get in the water. Um mm-hmm. and it's just like one of those things that like whatever environment you really think is going to make your day better, you can start it there because you could just wake up there in the morning and then you're more inclined to like, cause you know, like for example, like working out a lot of people like don't need to work out. They just need to get in the fucking car to go to the gym. That's the, that could just yeah. be the only goal. You know what I mean? Get in your car to go to the, cause once you're in the car, you're most likely not to turn around to go back home. You know what I mean? You're most likely just to get to the gym. Yeah. And like, so like, that can be the goal for this. It's like, if I want to be in nature or if I want to be by the beach, or if I want to work out in the morning, I Mm -hmm. go, I park in front of my gym. I wake up in the morning. And then like, it's very hard to say no to the gym when you can literally see it out your window, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, last couple questions. I mean, I've, I've also had, uh, 
periods of of depression in my life. Like we've got a long and illustrious history of paternal treatment resistant depression in, in our family. And um, you know, I've I've noticed some patterns in myself, things that contribute to it and things that I typically need more of in my life if I'm experiencing it. And I was curious, like if, if, if you've noticed some of those same patterns and when you do have periods where, you know, whether you want to call it depression or just feeling a little bit lower than, than you typically are vibe wise, um, what shifts do you make in your life? (laughs) What do you do more of or less of, or, um, I've always thought staying inspired is the best way to pull yourself out of depression. Because for me, mm-hmm. the times that I've been the most depressed in my life is where I feel like I have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. And maybe that's just the result of depression or what's causing depression. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. to just like feel like try to find something that you start to kind of feel excited to wake up to in the morning is going to be one of the things that because like when you're depressed, like it's hard to get out of bed. You know what I mean? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to want to like drink a cup of water in the morning. It's hard to like want to eat somewhat healthy it's hard to like want to go see people and like interact a little bit but if you feel like you have found something that makes you excited and makes Mm. you want to take that chance on yourself it's going to help you get quite a bit further you know like and the best way i can like say like because maybe it's not acro that does it maybe it's working out but like try to find something by trying so many things give yourself the permission just to try things because like if you don't try the thing that might pull you out of it you're gonna stay depressed for a very long time. So even if it's just giving yourself the permission to try something new in hopes that it might turn into something else. Mm-hmm. And it like trying one thing that makes no sense to you might be the gateway that leads to something else to make you try that other thing that might lead to something else. You know, and it's just like saying yes to an opportunity for me anyway, has been the way that I've really been able to get out of depression. Totally, man. It's that, it's that shift from like the energy of no, the energy of inaction to, like you said, the energy of yes, and trying some things that could help. Even if you like, if you got to try 10 to find one that makes a Mm -hmm. difference, it's like being in that, in that yes, energy, that movement, that action, it's, it's much more conducive to positivity than uh, depression. Yeah. Um, And like what, and what you said there, like when you're like, try, don't try one thing, try 10 things. I think that's the most important thing is mm-hmm. not trying to figure out the perfect thing to try. Because if you try to sit there and yeah, overthink yourself to death, trying to figure out that one thing to try, you will never fucking try anything. Like there needs to I be agree. like a hundred things, try a hundred mm-hmm. things, no matter how obscure or weird or like kind of like dumb they seem like mm-hmm. that one thing might lead to a different thing that leads to the thing, you know, like, yep, try for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, you hear a lot, the, the cliche phrase, like you got to spend money to make money. A lot of times, like when you're depressed, you know, you're tired, maybe your body hurts or whatever, but you're tired anyway, put some energy out there. And, and, and a lot of times like that energy expenditure can also contribute to energy creation and like a shift, a shift in, in mood. Beautiful. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the courses and, and events and seminars and things that you offer for people that, you know, we, we were chatting, I may want to come out there and and do some stuff next time you have an event. And for people listening that want to get more involved and, and that are going to take this episode get involved with an acro gym near them. And then they want to take it to the next level. How can they work with you? And what are some cool things that you've got going on? So a good way to find out what's going on in my, my, uh, acro career. And like most of it's teaching, you know, cause teaching's like my, my biggest passion. Um, mm. just got to follow me on Instagram, acro James It's easy. I post about my events all the time. I'm all over the world, you know? So right. Like, I don't know when the world is going to open up, but through the United States, it seems pretty easy to travel around at the moment and teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally hold like standing acro classes that are considered all levels. So whether you're just beginning, whether you've done it a little bit, whether you're experienced, you'll find a lot of very beneficial things in it because I focus on creativity and flow and accessibility rather than really hard skills, like, like high reward, low risk is always kind of like the goal with the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause at the end of the day, if someone comes to the acro for the first time and doesn't feel successful, they're most likely not to try it again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the goal mm-hmm. is to, is to create success in the class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my next set of classes are this weekend. I have an advanced dance lift class and an all levels dance lift class that are in Santa Monica, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, after that, 
I'll be holding quite a bit of events throughout this, uh, throughout the country. But again, feel free to message me online. I respond to 100% of, uh, the messages sent to me, unless if they're super weird, because <laughs> sometimes they're weird, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, just have to follow me and there's lots of events coming up. Nice. And then anything that you can share about your upcoming appearance on AGT or how people can support you is the best way to do that. Just kind of stay tuned through Instagram. Well, hopefully, um, we don't even know yet, but if they decide to premiere our act or like put it on TV, it will be between June and July. Uh, we don't even know which date is, but they tell us a week before. So I'll be able to push all like the, prom- like the promotional material to tell you when and where to exactly, uh, find it. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. Cause we don't even know what we look like on stage. You know, we haven't even seen it. Like we, we lived it, but we don't know what it's, what it looks like. So uh heck yeah i'm probably gonna even do like a live like watch party on my phone just so if you wanted to watch it with me and you didn't have access to a tv all you got to do is click the button on on my on my instagram nice good stuff guys follow james at acro james on instagram go to facebook type in your city plus acro or your city plus acro yoga get involved and get a workout in. connect with a community of, of, of other like-minded people who are passionate about this stuff. James, thank you so much for sharing your journey, your wisdom, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother. It's, it's inspiring people like me and a lot more oh, now yeah, who've listened to this episode. Thank you. Great talking to you. Really refreshing to hear so much positivity. Thanks, bro. Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. 